This is an out loud recording of one of our latest YouTube videos. To find us, go to youtube.com slash reddit readers or click the link in the description below. Hey everyone and welcome back to r slash pro revenge, the subreddit where people get expert revenge on those who have wronged them. Today's post. I accidentally got my ex-boss investigated by the federal government. I am not usually one to take revenge. I have extreme anxiety and bipolar disorder, so conflict generally comes with panic attacks and severe depression. Generally speaking, I will just shrug it off and avoid the situation again. However, one thing that I will always fight is betrayal. This is the story of how I ruined my ex-boss's business for her stabbing me in the back. Immediate apologies if I jump around a lot, I'm kind of typing in a stream of consciousness way. I worked for a medical facility, a small, privately owned facility in a small town near my home. I was hired on originally to tend to patients' daily needs, cooking, cleaning, etc but moved up the ladder a bit as positions opened up, taking on whatever duties my boss, the owner, brought my way. At one point, I had even been the medical billing manager, which I had zero experience in, but she threw me into because no one else was available for it, until her daughter got out of jail, drug charges, at which point I was sent over to data entry. I didn't mind the data entry job. I'm good with numbers and organization, type fast, and am pretty computer literate. None of these positions came with any kinds of benefits, though. Not once was I offered a raise for the positions I had taken, nor was I offered any extra benefits. The only raise I had gotten was a 50-cent increase, the standard six-month raise, once in my almost two years at the job. Let me tell you about the structure of the company. The owner had started the company a little over three years before I had started, and she had absolutely no experience running any kind of company. Her sister had it, but she felt like she needed to spread her wings and that this was God's plan for her and all that. Hiring was also a joke as she employed several family members, including her ex-husband somehow, and gave them priority on everything. She had several foster children that she roped into the business and put them all in management positions, no matter how inexperienced and inept they were. A few of the managers were fresh out of prison or jail on drug charges, or on probation for some crime or another. I started working there to help myself, oddly enough. I had been unemployed for several years as my anxiety and depression make it very hard to interact with others. I felt like this job was a good start to reestablish my life and build a future for myself and my amazing wife. I have a decent amount of debt due to some bad decisions. Depression makes you really not care about what happens to future you. And I was hoping to build up from the ashes and move forward with my life. Due to this though, I poured my heart and soul into this place, always striving to make it better, and this event killed me inside, as I was trying to put myself out there, only to get stabbed in the back by someone I trusted. Now this company, because of its size and the owner's inexperience with running a medical facility, had a lot of problems. Bills not going out on time, unsecured networks, unheard patient complaints, the list goes on. 
While I became more ingrained in the fabric of the facility, I started to notice a lot of fixes that needed to take place for organizational and security reasons, including a couple major HIPAA violations that needed to be fixed. When I went in that Friday, I did my normal routine data maintenance tasks, then went up to the front to see if the office manager, not one of the owner's relation, had anything that needed to be done. The owner was up with her, which was strange, since she usually was running around doing things that needed to be done outside the office, but wasn't unheard of. When I had come in that morning, my computer had not been working, which wasn't uncommon, as the IT person was her current husband. Not a terrible guy, but look who he married. <laughs> when I saw her, I gave her the usual pleasant greetings and asked her if IT had been having issues with the network. She told me yes, so I didn't think anything was wrong and I moved back into the workroom to work on some lower priority tasks that I had to do. The owner came into the room 15 or so minutes later with the general manager and said that they needed to speak to me privately. This didn't throw any flags because she had done that before when she changed up my position, so I just figured I was being moved around again. When she came into the room, she pulled out one of the company iPads. These iPads were used for the intake process, specifically for taking pictures of clients and adding them to the electronic health record system for the counselors and floor staff. I had been thrust into the intake process after the administrator handling intakes was terminated. I don't have much experience with Apple products specifically, so I did exactly what she told me to do to send the images to our system. She asked me to come around to show me something. She pulled up the screen and showed me that the iPad was registered to a person that was not affiliated with the facility at all. I later found out who it was. That'll be another reveal a little bit later. This is not okay. This is a HIPAA violation and we could get in a lot of trouble for this. This was a company iPad, splash screen and all. I had no reason to believe that it wasn't secured for any reason. Besides, that wouldn't be the employee's responsibility, especially when the owner herself had told them to use it in the way they were using it. I didn't feel that it was my problem in the slightest, as I was not the only one who had used the device for exactly the same thing. I try my best to solve problems when they happen, rather than dwell on the problem, especially when it would be time-sensitive to fix to prevent violations and fines. I asked, okay, how can we fix this? I'm willing to help. She looked me dead in the eyes and said, We fix this by terminating your employment. I just stood there, shocked. I looked up at her, confused, hoping, praying that I had misheard her in some weird way, and asked, You're firing me? She said yes, and I swear that a small grin flashed over her face as she said it. I looked over to the general manager who was crying, well, trying to hide that she was crying. I asked her why I was getting terminated for something I didn't have control over and over something she had explicitly asked me to do, but she just fell silent and told me I needed to leave. I was friends with everyone in the office aside from her spawn, so I said my goodbyes to them, hugged them, cried, all while the owner stood there over my shoulder ushering me out, still with a near smile on her face. That was the moment I knew this was not going to end well for her. First, the fallout that she created directly for herself. I was friends with almost every person in the facility, including the counselors. 
One of them had been contemplating leaving for a long time, and I had repeatedly talked him into staying or to try and tough it out, and maybe next week would be better, etc. I was fired Friday, and I found out later through another ex-employee that he had resigned immediately that Monday. I don't know for certain that he left because I got canned, but the timing seems a bit too coincidental to me. After he left, another one left. Then two others. By the end of it, the owner was left with two counselors to run both residential and day treatment, one who was just coming back from maternity leave. I feel so bad for her. I hope she left. She was a wonderful person to work with. And another who had only been doing day treatment and not the more intensive residential treatment. I like to think that she created a domino chain, but I can't confirm for sure. Now to my part. Since I had been in nearly every position in the business, I knew everything about the inner workings of it. I knew how much money they still were trying to recuperate from insurance, a lot of the tech issues, and most importantly, violations. When I took the data entry job, a lot of the security issues became apparent to me, so I brought them directly to her to be fixed immediately. On the tech side of things, the electronic health record system had no clearance levels for any patient meaning everyone, right down to maintenance, could see patients' counselor and vitals notes. The electronic health record system was also easily able to be compromised as it could be logged into from any computer, even home computers. I brought both of these, as well as a few minor state statute violations that needed to be fixed, stuff like employees not being able to get copies of the correct DHS statutes or employee manuals. On the procedure side of things, intakes were originally done in the file room, where clients' files were everywhere, all in cardboard boxes, with name tabs visible to everyone. If there were more than one or two intakes, they would be taken into the cafeteria to do all of the paperwork. Imagine signing up for a residential facility and getting your belongings searched in a cafeteria where people are coming and going. Billing was right next to the day treatment room and the door was frequently left open, and client names talked about loudly. The walls were also paper thin, so anyone in the day treatment room could hear client names while treatment was in session. Food and water temperature logs were frequently not upkept. Organization was a mess, one I was trying to clean up. Four years of unkempt client files to sort and scan. And the most damning of all, I found out that the owner and her daughter had been upcharging old clients insurance, and both the owner and her daughter had been using drugs. I can't 100% confirm personally that the owner was, but I saw the daughter use a pill bottle of Suboxone, buprenorphine, that was not hers. The owner had been accused by an ex-coworker who had bolted immediately without warning. As soon as I got home, I was still in shock and just sat at my computer and cried. I had given everything up to this place, sacrificed countless hours of my time. Overtime was paid, but you were reprimanded if you went over, and I was over nearly every week doing extra tasks that needed to be done, and even set back my own mental health recovery a significant amount, all in the name of progress. That sadness slowly turned to rage. I'm not normally a person who gets angry. I have an exceptionally long fuse, but when I get mad, I get mad. So I set my plan into action. After I signed myself up for unemployment, I started making some calls. I called the Department of Health Services, 
and lodged a complaint against the facility, stating all of the privacy violations I knew. I got the typical, okay, we will contact you if something changes or if more information is needed spiel. Once I was off the phone with them, I started making calls to insurance companies. BCBS, Network Health, UHC, and Prairie States were all given calls. I gave them the tax ID and NPI of the facility, information I learned while I was the billing manager, and told them to review their contracts at the time the services were rendered and check to see what they were billing them for. After all of that, I just sat there completely numb. A few weeks passed and I checked my unemployment to see that I was paid so I wouldn't get behind on payments and saw that there was a hold on my account stating that my employer had determined my termination to be negligent and misconduct on my part. I was called by UI and asked a few questions and they determined on a surface level that I was not at fault and that I would still receive my benefits. Sigh of relief activated. I thought it was over and I could start moving on. Nope. I got a letter in the mail stating that my ex-employer was appealing the decision and that if the judge determined that I was at fault, not only would my benefits be cut, but I would also get my wages garnished once I did get a job to pay back everything that had been paid out. A few panic attacks later and I'm reading everything. I'm reading up on statutes and reading through all of the quote evidence the owner had submitted, writing notes on my computer about all of the inconsistencies and errors in her statements. Four pages later and I start seeking out ex-coworkers who had worked there and left. I contacted the person I stated earlier, the one who bolted without warning, and asked her if she'd be willing to testify. She initially accepted but then declined as she was actually key in an investigation against them as well. Hers had to deal with the counselor side of things. I'll try to explain this the best I can without giving away too much. One of the counselors had a specialization, and she was the only one who was qualified to provide that service. When she left, she was replaced with a counselor who had the in-training qualification, so she was supposed to be supervised by a medical director with that qualification. The owner did not have that, but the entire time had been advertising, providing, and billing that qualification services. I hope that wasn't too confusing. Back to my thing now. I hadn't talked to her in a while, so I caught up and told her what had happened. She told me it was total BS, that she and several others had used it in the same way, etc, etc. I also asked her if she was familiar with the name that had been on the iPad. She asked me again for the name and if I was 100% sure that it was correct. I said yes, and immediately asked why. That's an ex-client. Ex-coworker had worked there since the very beginning, so I have no reason to doubt her. The owner had either bought or stolen, who knows, an iPad from an ex-client, had not wiped it, and then gave it to staff to pass confidential health information to the company servers. I was immediately on the phone with DHS again, asking to amend my original complaint to add this to it. Come the day of the appeal, I'm shaking, on the verge of panicking, and the call comes through. It takes everything in my being to not start screaming at the owner when I hear her disgusting, gravelly voice. I sat there with all of my notes, the DHS manual and statutes, and all the evidence that I had. This is where the owner started making a lot of mistakes. 
I found out after the fact that she was actually headed to court to defend herself against another lawsuit, aside from the two investigations and this hearing. So she had her daughter, the billing manager, defend the company. She also didn't prepare. At all. No notes, no evidence, nothing. She apparently thought so much that she was going to win that she was just going to wing it. The judge starts asking her daughter questions, to which the owner, who apparently was in the car with her daughter on the way to the courthouse, started coaching her answers. The judge had to ask her multiple times to stop giving answers to the questions asked, as she was not listed as a witness and was not defending the company. She didn't actually stop, but she had to go to court like 15 minutes in, so her daughter was left to defend them. Now, in my state, if you file an appeal, it is your responsibility to provide a case, burden of proof. Apparently, neither the owner nor the daughter knew this, as they simply did not have a case. The judge asked them what happened, and she lied. A lot. To the point where the judge even pointed out inconsistencies in what was being told to her, and had to even remind her that she was under oath, and lying could result in a perjury charge. The absolute nail in the coffin were the questions I asked. Me. Was I the only one using that device? Daughter. I don't know. Me. But you knew enough that I was terminated for it? Daughter. Uh... Me. How about the device? Was it bought new or was it used? Daughter. It was new. Me. How was the device registered to another person? Daughter. Um... Me. And do you know who the person was that it was registered to? Daughter. No. Me. An ex-client. Things went on like that for a bit, then the judge chimed in. Judge. Wait, what statute did he specifically violate? Daughter. He violated HIPAA. Judge. Can you give me a specific state statute? Daughter. No, but if you can wait like 30 minutes, I could ask my mom. Judge. No, you were given plenty of time to prepare a case. Once this call ends, it's over. I sat there and smiled. I knew I won before the call even ended. We were told a decision would be mailed to us in five to seven days, or sooner, if the judge came to a verdict sooner. I got a letter two days later saying I had won. All of that was great and all, but owner's daughter had accidentally stuck a few more nails in the company. The situation with the iPad was brought up to DHS automatically, as it was a potential HIPAA violation. I received a call a week or so later from a private investigator who took a statement about the iPad. I told him I had filed a complaint a few months ago, and I had stated everything else that had been going on. I got the same, we'll contact you with any further questions, speech, and I thought that was the end of it. Until I got another letter. I saw DHS and was immediately thinking they had found a way to appeal the appeal and started panicking. It wasn't my state's DHS either, it was federal. I was about to pass out when I opened it, and the letter stated that my complaint had been investigated and due to the findings was being transferred up to the federal level. I didn't know how to react. I never intended it to go to the federal level, but I'm not the government, so I don't know the severity of the trouble she's in. And that's where we're at now. The owner has now, quote, fallen very ill and does not come into work anymore, according to a few coworkers who still talk to me. She also did not do well in her other court cases, and it looks like she may be facing prison time for insurance fraud, and owner's daughter may be facing time for violating probation by taking drugs. 
I spoke to ex coworker and she told me that several other employees have left after finding out what had been happening, with most of them stating that they don't want to get in trouble for being associated with any wrongdoings. A lot of them have criminal histories. So that's it for the post, guys, and wow, as someone who has worked in IT that deals with uh, protected health information, PHI, HIPAA is no joke. They will crack down on you. They have a zero-tolerance policy for patient uh, privacy violations, and if I had to guess, I would guess that this boss is in for a world of hurt when it comes to fines, prison, and career-wise. So, I mean, a terrible way to treat an employee, and it looks like they got what was coming to them and then some, so... We hope you liked the post. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really well written. If you guys have any reactions to this, anything happened that's similar to you in life, uh, we would love to hear your stories, hear your reactions in the comments below. Leave a like if you enjoyed the video. And as always, if you want to see more and hear more posts from r slash pro revenge and other subreddits in the future, please subscribe. Thank you so much for watching and for listening. Enjoying the podcast? An easy and effective way to support us is to simply subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find us at youtube.com slash redditreaders or click the link in the description box below. It would mean so much to us. As always, thank you for listening.